Good morning and welcome to the Thumb Through Education Research Made Approachable. Today we are talking about an article with a long title, get ready for it, The Association of Maternal Nutrition and Children's Pre-Primary Experience with Overage Attendance in Secondary School, colon, Evidence from Lowland Nepal. So first things first, why Nepal? Well, existing research on overage attendance has largely been concentrated in Africa, but in Nepal, 36% of primary and 43% of lower secondary school students were overage for their grade in 2015. As noted in the title, this research focuses on the influence of the earliest factors in one's childhood on overage attendance. This is appropriate and even crucial for two reasons. Firstly, it is well known that early childhood experiences are the most dramatically influential in one's life overall from a human capital perspective, and secondly, consider the young age at which children often start pre-primary schooling. So previous studies, before, as in ones before this one, have found that maternal phenotype exerts greater influence on early childhood growth than external environmental factors acting in later periods. Hence, this study's focus on maternal nutrition. So first, just to look at the results of this, a higher proportion of the cohorts were overage for their grade in lower secondary school in comparison to the national average rate, that's 51 versus 43%. And this is concerning because the researchers' initial cutoffs for overage attendance suggest the age for grade level standards established by the government are not being met. Overage attendance remains a pressing policy challenge with geographic variation in school progression across Nepal. Second, they found that boys were more likely to have fallen behind by secondary school, but there were no gender differences in pre-primary entry age. While they did not set out to formally test for gender difference, findings reflect current national data suggesting that if given a chance, girls tend to outperform boys in school. However, it's important to note that previous studies from Nepal find a female disadvantage in educational attainment, kind of bucking against the major trend. Third, researchers found that the process of falling behind started prior to primary education in the pre-primary years and initiated something of a domino effect. As a consequence, what happens in primary and subsequent schooling is strongly imprinted by experience in the earlier stages of schooling, especially late pre-primary entry. While the greater duration of pre-primary invariably delays subsequent entry into primary school, some of the children who spent more time in pre-primary entered at a younger age. As yet, the benefit of additional years at this initial stage are unclear, with few studies examining this aspect, but these erratic entry and progression patterns are thus best understood together using longitudinal data. Fourth, Greater repetition was an additional risk factor for overage attendance. Children who started late generally find it more difficult to catch up on learning, especially if they did not gain foundational skills in pre-primary school. For example, researchers found that children who had dropped out before completing primary school had not attended pre-primary or started late and subsequently repeated a grade. The high rates of grade repetition, especially in grade 1, 21%, and I believe it's Danusha District, in 2014 to 2015 requires greater attention. And fifth, the fifth finding in, um, what's the word, inference? We have shown that maternal, biological, and social factors matter for children's education. It is not just that uneducated mothers may be less able to support their children's school progression. The effect of maternal education may partly come from early marriage, with lower educated mothers tending to marry young. Although better infant growth size may send social signals for readiness for school, it did not entirely mediate the independent effects of maternal undernutrition on children's education. However, 
Micronutrient supplementation, which marginally increased children's birth weight and weight at 2.5 years, protected against late preprimary entry, but did not affect overage attendance. It is possible that, by 12 years, other health, nutrition, and educational influences overwhelmed any effects of supplementation on growth and education outcomes. A systematic review of multiple micronutrient trials with follow-up periods ranging from 0 to 9 years found no evidence that supplementation improved childhood survival growth or cognitive outcomes. Now, the part of the reason that studies like this are so important is because the American mindset especially is that you can overcome all obstacles, forget what's behind you. We have this dichotomy between the mind and the body um, that is a little bit out of date. At this point, I think it's important that we're doing research that addresses how physical factors, social factors, things that you're born into this world with impact your educational outcomes and kind of follow you around because they do and we need to be at peace with that. So uh, let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube what you think. If you agree, if you disagree, feel free to leave a review as well. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, have a wonderful day and never stop learning.